and this is one of our regular uh, knowledge transfer videos. On this particular occasion, we're going to talk to you about what is a non-executive director. Uh, I'm training one of the staff, junior members of our staff, and she didn't know what a non-executive director does, and it made me think um, I'm very familiar with it because I work with boards a lot, um, but it's worth knowing what a non-executive does and, and why. Um, to start off with, the Cabri report um, said that they should bring an independent judgment to bear on issues of strategy, performance and resources, including key appointments and standards of conduct. That is the formal role of a non-executive director. Uh, there's no legal distinction between executive and non-executive directors. Um, there is uh, an old joke, which is that, uh, you know, what is the difference between a non-executive director and a shopping trolley? And the answer is they both hold enormous amounts of food and drink, um, but only the shopping trolley has a mind of its own. That doesn't apply these days. The role of a non-executive director is serious, it's important, it's complex, um, it's increasingly paid, although it's relatively underpaid in relation sometimes to what needs to be done, and we'll talk about that. But let's just go through some of the things which a non-executive director typically does. Um, just to be clear about what um, defines a non-executive director, um, that is somebody who is not part of the day-to-day -day operations of the business. Um, that doesn't necessarily make them independent. They can be a non-executive director and uh, non-independent in the sense that in a, in a let's say, family-owned business, um, they may still have ties to the business which make them somewhat conflicted. Uh, a non-executive director who's independent is someone who has come in from the outside, has no, um, as it were, uh, direct or indirect material relationship with the company. Um, they have an objective and impartial judgment uh, that can't be influenced by any sort of personal or business relationship. Um, and that's a valuable perspective uh, contributing to effective decision-making um, overall, that's a very important point for the good governance of a company and the mitigation of risk. Irrespective of whether non-executives are independent or not, they still have a vital role, and that role is really made up of um, five things. Governance and oversight, risk management, um, performance monitoring, um, stakeholder management. And if we just quickly go through those, Governance and oversight is ensuring that the company is operating within the law, um, regulatory frameworks and its own policies. Um, and that's uh, enormously important um, in terms of examples recently with car manufacturers um, doing things they shouldn't and the board not overseeing what they should have done. Strategic guidance, um, non-executives contribute directly to the development of strategy um, typically, that's a contribution. It's not the ownership of the strategy. That's something which chief executives hold dear. Um, but that's an important element of their role. Risk management uh, is absolutely vital, and they're legally bound, along with the executives, um, with the decisions that are made by the, the, the executives, um, they have to oversee the company's risk management framework and ensure that risks are identified, assessed, and managed. 
They also monitor performance, which is where we come across a lot in our role as advisors to remuneration committees in, uh, in companies. Quite often, the board has a very vital role in making assessments about the performance of the chief executive and the executive team. Um, and the non-executives are really there to monitor the company's performance against the goals that it's set. In other words, what is good performance is something which they need to decide early on. And then at the end of the day, they have to decide whether they've delivered good performance. Finally, stakeholder management. Um, the non-executive director needs to engage with stakeholders, not just shareholders. So customers, employees, suppliers. And it's their role to make sure that those interests are being taken into account by the company. Now, there is one wrinkle to that, which is that there's a thing called a senior independent director or a SID. And a SID uh, is really the top dog uh, amongst non-executives and has kind of an important role. That's a relatively new position. Um, well, not that new, but it's, 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 it's an evolution, as it were, of governance um, here in the UK. Um, the senior independent director supports the chairman. He's not the chairman, but supports the chairman um, and therefore sort of takes into account the views of both uh, executive directors and non-executives um, in the performance evaluation of the chairman. In other words, the chairman can't um, mark his own homework, his or her homework. Um, the um, senior independent director can do that for the chairman. Um, and the SID um, leads the non-executive directors, um, is a very powerful voice, um, will relay issues and concerns um, upwards to the chairman, um, will in turn relay um, views from the shareholders um, to the chairman um, and is expected to be available for meetings throughout. It's a fairly extensive and detailed job. Um, and, and, and in addition to availability to shareholders, really as a conduit for regulatory work when, when, when businesses are regulated, the senior independent director is a key point of contact for the, for the regulator. Um, and ultimately their job is to plan for the succession of the chairman over, uh, over, over time. Chairmans don't move on that often, uh, one, one would hope anyway. Um, but when it does happen, the senior independent director would have an important role. So how much do non-executives get paid in the UK to do that job? Uh, well, it depends on the kind of organisation. We start from the bottom or at least in terms of size, um, charity trusts, um, normally very little. Housing associations, uh, between 3,000 and 20,000 per year, something like that. Um, but pension trusts, between 20,000, a little bit more. Investment trusts, sort of 30 to 50,000 pounds per year. For company boards, it really depends on the size of the business. So, for example, um, non-executive pay for aimless companies is sort of between 36 and 44,000 pounds. In the FTSE 250, it's 53,000. In the FTSE 100, it could be between 100 and 300,000 pounds per year. 
Um, private company uh, data is less available, but broadly between three and fifty thousand pounds would be how you would pay your um, non-executive directors. Um, there is an element in there, depending on whether you're the chairman, whether you uh, because chairman gets paid more than non-executive director. If you're on um, a committee, you might get paid a premium. If you're a chairman of a committee, you may get paid a premium. Those amounts are roughly of the order of sort of five thousand pounds a year um, for uh, additional roles. Is it worth it? Um, well, it's become tougher and tougher. Um, there are sort of three things really to say. One is the time commitment is supposed to be ten days a year, and I think most non-executive directors, if you ask them, feel that it's a lot more than that. Um, <clears throat> to the point that a hundred, the FTSE one hundred companies will probably be looking at up to three days a week if you're the chairman of the organization. Um, there is a legal liability. Um, when things go wrong, you are legally liable as a director. And there's a reputational risk so that if things go bump in the night in the company, you as a director uh, have your name associated with the decisions that were made. And there's no way around that. Um, so in, for example, the United States, where non-executive directors are paid more, I'll tell you about that in a second, um, S&P 500 companies paid their non-executive directors 2% more last year, um, and it's 43% higher than it was 10 years ago. So that gives you a sense of how directors of companies view the role. They view it as something which is more onerous more time-consuming. Um, obviously, the in America, there's more more stock element of pay for directors, and some companies have done very well, and they have benefited from that. But even so, it can be quite onerous. If we compare and contrast the UK with the US in terms of approach, um, the broad headline is that the UK reviews as non-executive directors as largely the police force, whereas in America they would regard them as, non as cheerleaders. So the idea is that you're overseeing the management here in the UK and therefore there is no conflict whatsoever between um, the way in which you're paid, remunerated and what you're doing. As a result, there are never any share options granted to non-executive directors. Um, there may be um, a sort of very rare um, grant of non-performance stock in order to attract a particularly um, high-profile member onto the board, but largely it's a payment in cash. Um, whereas in the US, um, one of the key tenets of direct compensation is to create shareholder alignment uh, so that directors will act in the best interests of shareholders overall um, so that's, it's really very common and accomplished through um, stock-based awards, such as shares, share options, and restricted stock. Um, and often that can comprise quite a significant portion of total compensation. Um, so, for example, if I were to pick uh, a company of a sort of aim-listed size between 40 and 100 million pounds of market capitalization, the non-executive directors would be paid at the median about £33,000 last year. The chairman would be paid about £63,000. In the United States, the same 
sized organization would be paid something like this um, a retainer in cash of about 29,000, board fees of about 5,000 uh, uh, pounds, uh, full value shares, in other words, non performance shares, about 39,000 pounds, stock options worth about 24,000 pounds, and an additional sort of top up of committee compensation which is an average of, of the amount paid to all of the non-executives for their work on specific kit committees of about £5,000. That all adds up to about £104,000. Um, so the difference, as you can see, is it's more than twice what uh, directors are paid here in the UK. Uh, I hope that you found that useful. Um, just to give you a snapshot of what they uh, are all about, how they get paid, how that compares with the United States, and I hope you have a good and uh, useful rest of your day.